dim lights. Wow. I'm about 30 minutes late. It's very unusual of me, I promise. I see a few familiar faces. I quickly whisper a few hellos and couch myself between two ladies, one of whom is generous enough to let me know that I haven't missed the main event. What event, you must be thinking? It's my friend's watch party where he makes his debut as Lil Rob in Raising Canaan, Power Book 3, <laughs> a snitch. This is after he played roles in shows like Luke Cage and Chicago Fire. And I must say, that's my only friend in Hollywood who I'm so proud of. For him, it's been one topsy-turvy journey getting to this point. Stefan Holdbrook and I converse about battling depression, finding himself, keloids, booking a role in the power universe and everything in between. He gives us a taste of the Hollywood life. At least I was really interested in that. It's a story about trying and trying and trying till space is made for you in the room. He even speaks about being bullied all through school. And shamefully, I confess, I may have been unkind to him once in the past. So call this my redemption. It's the first of two personality profiles I'll be bringing to you this season. And Stefan has this comical way of speaking about his struggles, which I deeply admire. So when he reached out about this episode, I hesitated a bit, but I knew it would be a good one. And I actually hope you enjoy it. Oh, there may or may not be a little bit of swearing. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Conversations in the Dark podcast, where we welcome personal stories of hope and engage in discussions about difficult topics. There are at least 7 billion people in the world, each with a unique story. I'm here to tell a few. I read, um, I came across, a, what was that called? A quote from an actor. Mm-hmm. And he says that you must be arrogant enough to think of yourself as an artist yes. or an actor, mm-hmm. basically. And the first thing I want to find out, how do you ever think that you could make it in this career? And I'm asking because you are black. Yes. An immigrant mm-hmm. or you're American. No, I'm not American. Okay. So <laughs> no, no, I'm not American. So <laughs> black yes. male mm-hmm. immigrant. Yes. That's like recipe for disaster yeah. in America. Yeah. So like yeah. why did you what made you think that you could ever make it in this career? I mean I always used to um when whenever I would watch movies, I always used to say to myself, like, wow, like I feel like I can do this. You know, mm. like, even when I was younger, like, I used to do stuff um, in front of my mom, like, imitating people and blah, blah, blah. She used to love it and go crazy. Like, so I, she doesn't know, but she was my first cosign to make okay. me think that, you know, okay, maybe, maybe I have a chance. And then what made me really go after it was when I, when I got really depressed. It was, I was, I was going through some things in my life where um wasn't making me feel the best 
And um, my rock bottom is what pushed it me took to you there. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Phase of it. Okay. Um. So as far back as I can remember, mm-hmm. we we're in SOS together. Yeah. And then you didn't finish, right? You nope. didn't complete. I ran away. Because I wasn't going to write that piece. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> like you did yourself a favor. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you left before writing BC. Uh-huh. And then I just heard that you're in the States. Yeah. And the next time ahead of you, you're an actor. You were like in these like big series, this, these episodes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. <laughs> so from that period... Yeah. What happened? How did you get to this point? Okay, let me start from the beginning. <clears throat> so when I when I lived in Ghana, right? Yeah. And um school school was terrible for me. Yeah. I've always hated school. Ever since I was young, I used to just say every day, I don't want to go to school, I don't want to go to school, I don't want to go to school. So I used to go, whatever. My grades were terrible. And then um family members oh, used to call me. Right. You know, like you know, giving me advice on, you know, I need to, you know, like, try harder. Otherwise, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) it's going to be bad for me. So, you know, like, sometimes my mother used to cry, you know, like. Oh, okay. She was like, man, what's my my son, what is he going to do, cry, you know? Yeah. And there were days where I was like, you know what, seeing my mother cry would break my heart. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to try harder, you know? And after, like, a week, all the motivation for me to try harder just <laughs> left, you know? And it was, like, a continuous cycle. I used to have a lot of studies, teachers, and stuff. And it wasn't, it wasn't that I was an idiot and I didn't know what was being taught. I just did not care, you know? Okay. I cared more about playing video games or watching movies and, or TV. And sometimes in class, like, when I didn't understand something... Yeah. And I'll put my hand up and ask a question. They'll be like, teachers would be like, what kind of stupid question is that? How do you not know this? So, yeah, you know, that really made cool. me even more reserved. And I was just like, okay, you know, now I just, if I don't understand, I don't care. Mm. You know, I'm just going to sit here and pretend I know what's going on. And so I had a conversation with my, with my mom, I think, I think in Jess as one. I said, like, why don't I just go live with my dad, you mm-hmm. know? And um, she she was she was really against it, and I was I was confused as to why. But then it's because um, he was living in Newark in New Jersey, and it was a really bad place. So she didn't want me over there. Right. So I was like, okay, whatever, I let it go. And then the year after, she was like, "Why don't you go stay with your dad?" Right. Because I think <laughs> at that point, my mom was like, "This this is school idea, child. It's not it's not gonna work. Yeah. So if he's gonna go, he should just go." And my dad had moved from. Newark. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go. I remember I was telling um, Samuel and Swate, like, you know, I'm leaving. Yeah. And they all didn't believe me. They were like, nah, he's not going anywhere. And I left. Whatever. So I I started high school there. And being being like the, the new kid is one thing. Mm-hmm. But being in the States and being the new African kid in school, it's a whole different ball game, you know. So, in what sense, though? In a sense where it's like a lot of um, the Americans I went to school were very ignorant. Okay. So they made a lot of 
they used to say, well, African booty scratcher or like <laughs> when I used to go to school, dad sits on the elephant and like, oh, so that that was that used to bother me. I think that was adding to my depression at the time, but I didn't really notice until I think I think it was sophomore year, like 10th grade. I saw this thing online where it said um, it's like a acting program. OK, so you can come and try out and, you know, see where it goes. So I went to t- I went to tell my dad, I was like, look, 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 you know, what? I want to go to New York. I want to try this thing out. And then my dad took me. And I think I got to him. But I was like, I think it was $600 every two weeks. You had to pay? Yes, I had to pay. For? Oh, it was a training. So, yeah, thing, yeah. Right? Training, air quotes. I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. So I think I did that for a little while. And I, I wasn't telling anybody in my high school that I wanted to act because they're already killing me for being African. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I did that for a while. And then at the end, there was like this. Um, was it, I don't know if it was like it wasn't. It was like an exam kind of. Yeah. So you go and you perform for these casting directors and then they'll um, they'll give you feedback on your performance. OK. So I remember I was studying for that like like crazy. Like they gave me a monologue. I was studying and studying and studying. I was like, I'm going to go there. I'm going to kill this. You know, like, this is my chance. Yeah. So I get there. There's a line. People going in front of me. They're doing it. And then I get there. I'm standing in front of all these casting directors. And I was just blank. What? Everything I had studied, nothing was coming to my head at all. Oh. So that broke my heart. Wow. And then... um. Anyway, the whole thing was a scam anyway. It wasn't going to go anywhere. Like, it, they were called New Stars. N-U-S-T-A-R-S. Right. You're just, they were, we were just paying them money, you know, like. But were, were they providing any good training? Um, The basics you can go find on YouTube, really. Okay. So, anyway, so my dad paid all that money for nothing, basically. But it was a good experience for me. Okay. So, um, um. I think by the 11th grade, I knew how, like, people in my school operated. Like, mm. I was like, okay. I see they're not making fun of this guy because maybe he's dressed well. Like, he looks he looks cool or whatever. So I was like, okay, let me try that angle. So my birthday, my dad asked me what I wanted for my birthday. I said, just give me money to go yeah. buy some clothes, some cool clothes, air quotes. So, you know, these kids can leave me alone. Yeah. So I did that. And um, yeah, I think I think people started treating me a bit better than because you changed how yeah, you yeah because I changed. But how were you dressing before? I was wearing the dress code. There was a dress code at the school, right? That yeah. everyone had to wear. Yeah, it's like it was um, t-shirt and khaki pants. Okay, and there were people in the school that weren't listening to like <laughs> yeah. the dress code. So I was one of the few. I remember. I remember when um, school started again after freshman year. There, um, I came back again um, sophomore year. And it's the first day of school. I didn't know this. So first day of school, everyone comes out in, like, their freshest, flyest okay. clothes. And I came in dress code, and they were killing me. <laughs> they were killing me for that, man. So as I said, junior year, 11th grade, I was like, okay, I'm going to step up. So, you know... It got better, but then they were still killing me a bit, but it just wasn't as bad. Yeah. 
And then after was it a private school? Was a no, it was a public school. school. Okay, it was a public school. So um, after 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 high school, I wanted to go to the New York Film Academy. Okay, like an acting college or whatever. Right. I never believed in acting schools, um, but I wanted to do it to make my mom and dad happy because right. they wanted me to go to some type of school. So I was like, okay, well. I'm going to go to a school. I'm going to go to an acting school. So around that time, that's when I figured out I didn't have my documents. Like, I didn't have a green card or anything like that. Right. And that that was really depressing for me. So, like, I would have to pay, like, I think international student fees if I wanted to. My parents couldn't afford it. My mom was like, she's going to talk to um, my, one of my stepdad's friends and see how he could help, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I had my fingers crossed, you know, I was praying like, oh, I hope this works. And she called me and then I remember like it was yesterday. She was like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, he said there's nothing you can do. I was just on the phone with her. I was just crying. You know, I was just like, ah, like, so what am I going to do? Because I can't yeah. get a job, you know, am I just going to be at home? And then my dad was like, why don't, why don't I go try out for this community college? I'm like, it's going to be the same thing. They're going to say I don't have paperwork, blah, blah, blah. I was like, let me just go to entertain him. So they said no, obviously. Okay. Like I told them they would. And um, so so for that whole period, for like an entire year, um, my girlfriend at the time, I used to go to her house every day, you know, because <laughs> I just, I hated being at home. Sorry. Oh. So I used to go to her house every single day. And then one day... Um, uh, I went. I went. I went to the store. I think it was Valentine's Day, and I had a little bit of money in my yeah. pocket, and so I wanted to get her like, you know, some roses or something. And then I went to the store, and I found out I didn't have enough money. And I was for the roses. Yeah, for anything, you know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this girl is like, um, been really helpful to me, and uh, like I wanted to do this little thing. I couldn't afford it, so that really fr- frustrated me again. And I think a couple months after, like. I had a friend that hit me up and he said, do I want to be a waiter at this um, Jewish hall where they do weddings? Right. And I think I'd been so comfortable being at home the whole time. I was like, "Mm, maybe. And I wanted to go to Six Flags. Okay. Um, Six Flags is like a theme park for the people that don't know what Six Flags is. So I was like, you know, okay, I'll do it for the one day, get the money, and then... Uh, I'll quit. <laughs> but um, so I went. I went and I talked to the boss. I told him I didn't have any paperwork. He was like, "Okay, no, he'll pay me under the table." So he gave me cash at the end of my shifts. So I did the shifts. I thought it was cool. And then he was like, "Do you want to work here full time?" I was like, and I was thinking to myself, like, I might not get the chance again. So yeah, let me just stick with it. I was like, "Okay, cool." And so. For the first two weeks, you know, I was having fun because I was making money that I'd never made before in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was like $500 a week. How old were you back then? That. I, I was, I was, I was 18 or 17. One of those. Right. 18. 18. I was 18. <laughs> sure. So it was good. And I think more of the people I went to high school with, Started to come to that job, 
and they were working there. Yeah. So the shit talking is starting again. And and back then I didn't I didn't value myself as much. Like my self esteem was really low. Yeah. So I used to let a lot of things slide and used to let people say whatever to me and I wouldn't I wouldn't really retaliate like I should have. And um so yeah, they used to get to me. I was at work just depressed. I used to work twelve hour shifts. Wow. On my feet the whole the whole entire time. And I'll get home so tired, my feet like aching, like there was a pulse like that was going yeah. through my feet. I used to go to sleep and then I used to have dreams that I was like at work still, like holding like a tray of glasses. Uh, they wanna it was bad. So I think a combination of that um and and not having any paperwork and not being in school, not doing anything with my life. I felt like a lot of my friends and family uh, were looking down on me. Like, I've always felt like that because of school and how. Yeah. And um, so I was sad for, for a while. And then I think at a point I used to come back from work and just watch, like, YouTube videos of trailers for movies coming out and TV shows and watching interviews. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, ah, like, Yo, I know I can do this, yeah. you know, like. So after a while, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Like, I don't care anymore, like, what anyone has to say. I'm not happy. I'm yeah. depressed. So fuck everybody else's feelings. I just care yeah. about my own feelings. So I, with my one of my checks, I went to J.C. Penny Studio. Okay. Went to go get some headshots. And um, Wait, did you send me those? You sent me those, right? Did I? I don't did, know. I I, did I see something like that? They're, were they really old pictures? Yeah, really old. Okay, yeah. yeah. Was, I was in like a white V-neck. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Was those, are, those were the ones, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I was feeling good. I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. And then I signed up on Backstage.com. On that website, you can find like um, short where they're filming uh, short films and commercials. So, so like you can audition for them. Yeah. So just to be sure, you were always set on doing the acting thing. You never thought of doing no, something No, else. no, I mean, no, no, school, no, no, no. I mean, I feel like a part of me like always wanted to, but then there was this other voice in my head saying like, what if it doesn't work? You know? So then I was like, maybe, maybe I'll be a journalist, you know, right. cause that's kind of close to, <laughs> yeah. it's a little <laughs> cool. bit, you know? And then, at a point, I was like, maybe I'll be a police officer. But then, so yeah, I think it was either between being a police officer or a journalist. And I think if... But why would you think of being a police officer? Because, you know what, I liked I liked detective shows, you know, like... Okay. So I wanted to become a police officer and then work, work my way up to being a detective. I thought that would be cool, but then... Is <laughs> that why you tried out for Inspector Bediaco? No! Actually, my, my stepdad, um, Kojo Yanka, he wrote yeah. the original show. Okay. Yeah, okay. so he said they're thinking about doing a reboot and whatever. He says, and you're an actor, you know, I'd like to offer you the part. Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, why yeah. not, you know? And um, that didn't work, but that's a different story. Yeah, um, <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I wanted to be a police officer, but then I noticed how the justice system works, especially in the States. And I was like, there is no way in hell yeah. that I'm going to do that. Especially, you know, how how it's rigged against 
Yeah. People of color. Anyway, so um, the plan B was to be a journalist. But then I was depressed. Like I said, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I yeah. said, I'm going for acting full force. Like, I know that I can do this. I watch people. I can, f- I f- I can feel it in me. Like, I was like, why do I love this thing so much? Right. You know? I was like, it, it, there's no way it's a mistake. Okay. So I was like, I'm going after it. Yeah. You see my family members are calling me. Stefan, please, you know, you just wait. You wait for your paperwork to come in and go to school, you know? And then yeah. maybe if the accident doesn't work, you have something to fall back on. Yeah. I used to say to them, you know what? Okay, yeah, you're right. You know, you, you know, maybe maybe I'll do that. As soon as I hung up, I was like, I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm done with school. So I used to go for auditions and stuff um, in the city. Remember my first audition I went for? Um, it was it was like I think six months after I applied on the backstage website. So I used to submit, yeah. submit, submit. I didn't hear anything for like six months. Six so like months. my first audition, I'm excited. You know, I'm like, oh my god, yes, this is my moment. So I didn't know how to take the bus to New York. Yeah. So my girlfriend at the time, I asked her to, to ask her mom if you know if she'd be okay uh, taking me to New York. Yeah. And I think there was a little back and forth about it. Because New York is, like, from where I lived, it was, like, two hours. Okay. But they ended up taking taking me. So I went in. I did the audition. I felt really good about it. So I was like, you know what? I said to the casting director, I was like, when when am I going to, like, hear back <laughs> if I if I got the part or not? He was like, um, I'll, I'll let you know. Maybe two weeks. So I said, okay, cool. So I go home. And every day I'm checking my emails like a madman. I know that feeling. Oh, my God. You know, waiting to hear something back. Yeah. Checking, I'm checking. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And I sent an email after a month. I was like, hey, I auditioned for your short film. I didn't hear anything back. I was wondering, you know, if you um, gave the part to somebody else. I didn't hear anything. And then this is after, this is like maybe three or four months after. Yeah. So I decided to Google the the short film to see if anything pops up. And I see they started filming, they casted somebody already. And then I was like, I was so angry. You know, so I I went, I I went on my computer. I was typing the email. I was like, you're so unprofessional. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to tell everybody in the industry about you. And like, I can't believe you made me wait this whole time. You didn't tell me anything at all. Right. And so I started auditioning more and more and more. And then when you audition, you just don't hear anything back if you're if you okay. don't get the part. So I was like, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't have sent him that email because <laughs> this is what they do, you know. So uh, stuff. I think I booked a short film that um, my friend, actually my friend, was doing. Yeah, he was doing a short film about um, this guy that gets out of jail and and um, he he wants to rim- win this rap competition to pay for something. It's ridiculous. But anyway, so that was like my first time being on set. Yeah. And, you know, being in front of a camera and with a crew. And and that was like the greatest, the greatest high ever. I felt like, you know, like, I felt like I was floating almost. Like, I was like, wow. Right. Like, Do you feel like that was your first big break? No. Well... In the sense where, because I'd never done anything like okay. that before, okay. and this is something I've been wanting to do for a while, yeah. so 
And I was like, wow, there is no way I'm going to go back and do anything else. Like, this has given me even more more uh, gas to keep to keep going. Yeah. So. No, but what was it about it? Was it the lights, the people? It's just, you know, it's just, uh, it was just like, I loved how a bunch of people were coming together to try and tell a story and how the camera is here and, and they had the lights here and, and then, oh, can I even explain this feeling? I can't, man. It's, I don't know. It, I think, I think because I was excited for what the outcome was going to be like when I saw it finally, like, yeah. So that's what made the process really special for so, me. But even on the same issue, right? So you mentioned for this short film, yeah, it was the whole thing about uh, being back from prison. Yeah. So the, the yeah yeah I wasn't playing that character. I was playing a really small part yeah. on that short film. But yeah, the but what what I even want to find out yeah. is, I find that there is a stereotype. Yes, definitely for black male actors. Yeah. In Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And, and I stand to be corrected because I, I haven't even been to America. So no, right. no, no. But you're wondering. But yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, for example, in, it wasn't Luke Cage, right? You were in Luke Cage. Yes, yes, yes. That was uh, season two? Season two, yes. Yeah. And um, there was an episode where, mm-hmm. were you called Mouse? Mouse, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> there was an episode where uh-huh. you were sort of like part of a gang. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are those like the kind of roles that keep coming for no, people like you? I mean, those aren't, like all the roles that you know I get um yeah offered to audition for there are some roles that have re- a lot of depth and different colors to the character but yeah i i would say mouse mouse wasn't really wasn't really a, a, a gangster really he was he was affiliated with them yeah but he wasn't really he was a snitch I'm about sorry. that life you know <laughs> he wasn't even a snitch you know people say that to me but i'm like you're a snitch when you snitch on your own people. Yeah. I was just telling um, my guys, like, yo, Luke Cage is, you know, trying to mess stuff up. So, <laughs> yeah, he's sure, not a you snitch. Were, you're a snitch, I'm yo. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, and then for, for Chicago Fire, I feel like people were telling me that Mateo is a, a, kind of a gangster as well. But I'm like, but. But yeah, to be fair, I think that was like, of all the rules I've seen you play. Yeah. Till date, I mean, well, I'm yet to see the other episodes yeah, of yeah, Tower, yeah, yeah, yeah. but till date, that was it for me. Okay. That was the intense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, I think it was a scene where he was you were being chased down the stairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, following me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. And then he gets you up the wall, pinch you. That was yes, intense. And then he like flips the, and then he puts me against the freaking railing. That was really intense, you know. Yeah. But so, and when people say he's a gangster, I'm like, are people saying that because? Mateo's black, like he's being played by a black person because he was just a right. bully, you know, like he he wasn't selling drugs or didn't have any guns on him. Yeah, really. So when people say that to me, I was like, he he was he was a little standoffish and, yeah. and aggressive. Yeah, but I never considered him a gangster. Okay. I think really. it's just because of how a lot of people portray yeah. um, the typical black man yes, in America, yes, you know? Yes, there has yes. to be some aggression. Yeah. There has to be some standoffish, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess it makes sense why why people say that. Yeah. But would you ever play a role mm-hmm. that was against your beliefs and values? And I'm asking this because... um, So I enjoy watching the show, The Shy. 
Is that Shy, yes. Okay, Shy, yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if it's with the current season or what, but they have this huge number of white people, yeah. white men, mm-hmm. who are playing this role as police officers, and there's a whole thing about defunding the police. Yes, yes. And I'm wondering, like, if it was a white man, well, I don't know if all those white people stand for that. Like, they actually agree with the whole defund the police thing, yeah. or they're just trying to make bank. Yeah. So this was to find out, would you ever play a role that was against your belief? No. I mean, only thing I don't want to do yeah. is below the waist nudity. Okay. I don't care how much you're offering me. <laughs> no, but even if it's just like, uh, it's not actually it, happening? No, I mean, like, because you know how some actors, you know, you see, you can see their whole ass. or Some, yeah. like, some actors, they're, sh- they're showing their dicks on the yeah. screen. I have nothing against, because if they're comfortable with that, cool. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not comfortable with that at all. So that's 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 I think the only thing I, I wouldn't do. You're sure no matter how much no matter money. how much Bro, like because two million two million dollars. No, no. I would say no. Honest to God, right wow. now, offer me two okay. million dollars, no. Right. You know, because what what is what is the point of that? You know, why, 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 how does this help the story? Why do I need to see this? But how's that helping power as well? Do you know, lots of people start watching power because... Because of the, the sex, sex scenes. scenes. Yeah. yeah. Because and sex sells. And that's crazy to me because for me, like when I'm watching stories, yeah, um, like TV or film that I'm really interested in, I'm, I I don't want to see a sex scene. I like when there's like, when they're, maybe they start off kissing and then their face is black and it's implied that they had sex. Mm. Because when you wa- when the sex scene comes on now now I'm ar- aroused you mm-hmm. know so now you've lost my <laughs> con- you lost my concentration <laughs> on the story and now I'm just thinking about how aroused I am <laughs> so I'm like you know what sex scenes are really unnecessary if I can go my whole career without doing sex scenes I would be very do you think that's okay. possible though I, I don't know if it's possible yeah because then again I feel like it's also another stereotype that comes with black men mm. that oh, black men are good in bed. So if you're in a movie and you're not a yeah. gangster, like you just have to be, there has to be a good sex scene with a black man. You know? Yeah, yeah. I like, mean. oh. Let's go back to the point where you had that whole stint with depression, right? Yes. So I'm just reading articles online mm-hmm. and you hear things like in 2017, um, Michael Harm of Pirates of the Caribbean, okay. he took his own life. And he left a note behind, actually, mm. saying that Hollywood is one of the loneliest jobs there is. Yeah. And he said it was one that came with no HR. You know, and you hear things like um, the guy who was part of Lincoln Park, Chester, who also took his life. Yeah. We keep hearing stories like this, even with comedians who took their lives. Like, there's a whole Hollywood kind of thing. Is this a lonely job? Um. Not for me. I wouldn't say that's my experience. For me, it's it's uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a community that loves to to tell stories. You know, I've never felt like oh, you know, I feel I feel so alone in this. Yeah, because I work with people that I feel like are passionate about what they do. And so I when you when you say it's a community, right? Sorry yeah. to catch you, but do you mean um you have sort of like a collective of say black male or collective of black actors. Yeah, I mean not not necessarily black, but just people just people in general from different backgrounds that just yeah. you know, love love the art, mm-hmm. you know. So and I always I always connect with people organically. You know, I don't yeah. force my way to if it's organic cool. 
but I've never felt like, oh, I'm so I'm so alone in this. Because I have my family and my friends that I talk to that are interested in what I do. Yeah. And they're always excited to see everything I'm in. So, yeah. But even if it's not lonely, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there have been times I've imagined my life in Hollywood, like being an actor or something. Yeah. Not because I really want to do it. Yeah. But you are an actor, but though. For people that don't know, Sifu is wow. an actor I'll, as well. I'll take this out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, so I just imagine a life like that. Yeah. And the one thing that puts me off is everybody being in my business. Yes. 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 And from the little I know about you, you're a bit private. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. 100%. But, like, once you get into the limelight, like, yeah. isn't privacy a facade? No, like I you mean... You have to... Share your life with everybody else. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, I know celebrities that, um, you only that you only know them for their work. You know, you don't really know anything about their private life because we're boring. Maybe because we don't like them as much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. Like, I feel like, who, like, who can I say? Maybe J Cole is like the perfect example. Mm. When he does his music and you know nothing about, it. you don't know what his wife looks like, you don't know what what his kids look like, nothing. You don't yeah. know anything at all. Yeah. You know, and that's that's how like that's that's what my that's what my life is gonna be. Nothing. It doesn't matter. You people only want to know me for the work. So just let's just let's just focus on the work. <laughs> See, you know, I feel like the entertainment industry really differs in that angle. Yeah. Because then, once you says, I can understand what you mean. Like, I'm just here for the job. Let me just do the job and yeah. go away. But if you make me fall in love with you on set. That I'm interested in knowing more, what more. your actual life is yeah. like, you know, because I just think, and I may be wrong, that for a lot of the roles that these actors or actresses accept, um, I feel like they take roles that are very synonymous with their actual lives. Mm. For example, um, the guy, Pirates of the Caribbean guy, whose yeah. name I can't remember, shame on to me. Who was the, the main guy? Yeah. Johnny Depp? Yes, yes. Johnny Depp, right? Uh-huh. He's Always acting these very eclectic, these weird roles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, the chocolate factory guy. Yes, you know, past like these really weird roles. Yeah, like, and I think in real life, this is how he is. I mean, just see how he dresses. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How else? I could never imagine somebody like Michael B. Jordan playing such a role mm. in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, like, it's absolutely ab- absurd, right? So then, in my mind, if you are like this on set and you took up this role and you played it so well. Then it probably means that in real life you're something like that, mm. and I'm interested in, I'm interested in that. Okay, okay, oh, okay. Did I see, it? I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. okay. At least that, at least that is what I think. Yeah. Anyway, no, let's talk about your ear, right? What yeah. happened? So, in when was this? This was That's your left ear, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. And in eleventh grade, yeah. I got my ears pierced. Right. You know, because both sides. Both sides. Okay. I got in pierced on both sides. And then that was one of the coolest moments of my life. I felt like I was like, oh, this, this, is, this is cool. You're you know what I mean? <laughs> I was, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is real cool. And I, and I liked it. And then after a while, I was like, you know what? I don't like these earrings anymore. Yeah. So I took them out. So when they were healing, closing up, the it kept like, Growing like so, it's like it's like overgrown scar tissue. It kept growing and growing and yeah. growing. It's like whoa, like what's going on here? Like you know. So I went to a dermatologist, and then I used to go and then because it used to be like a little like 
pimple thing. Okay. And it was a, probably the size of maybe a small pebble. So they used to, right. like, shave it off every time I would go. Mm. And then it would heal, and then it would come back. Wow. I was like, what in the alien hell is going on, yeah. you know? So I went to a different um, dermatologist because it had grown really big, and they're, like, the main dermatologist I went to was like, he can't do anything with that. He, I need to go see somebody else. So I went and I got surgery on both ears and got it removed. Right. So you see for the right ear, yeah. nothing, nothing really like it didn't come back. Yeah. And um, for the left ear. Oh, so you had that on the right ear as well? Yes, Whoop. I did. Okay. There's actually a little, real tiny one behind it. Okay. But it's, it's so tiny, you, you barely notice it. So for the left ear, I noticed it was growing back again. And this time... It was really big, you know. It was like, uh, it, it was it was it was like the size of, what what like what? Uh, I don't know, like a little like a like a stone. It was yeah. like hanging off of my my face, really, you know. Right. And I used to go into auditions, and you know, people would um always do a double look. People were doing du- double looks because it was just like it wasn't something you would see every day, right? So I'll go and I'll I mean do the like audition. a black woman's hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, white people have to look twice all yeah, the time. <laughs> you know? Okay, cool. But then so I would do auditions and then I would kill it. I I would I could tell like the casting director was really loving what I was doing, but then I feel like it w- it's it's hard for them to pitch me to producers with, with that on my right. on my ear, you know. So I was doing all these auditions and I was killing them. I wasn't hearing anything back. Which is normal. Sometimes you can do an audition, do the best the job, best and you just can. don't hear anything. Yeah. But these ones in particular, I, I was feeling like, nah, I would I would have booked that mm. if I didn't have that on my ear. So I was talking to my manager, thinking about game plans. And she was like, you know what? I think until you get the surgery done, we need to stop sending you in for these auditions because... They'll either like stop calling me in altogether, or I'm just not gonna book anything at all. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, I was on my dad's insurance at the time. And I was like, okay, well, I can go get this surgery done. I'll, let me check. But you know what was causing it? Do you know what that was? Was it? It's it's it's, co- it's really common in dark skinned people and. Okay. I don't I don't I th- I think up to now there's no explanation really as to why yeah you know like that happens What's to it us. called? It's called keloids. 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 Okay. Right. So whatever I go check with my dad like yo am I selling your your health insurance can I get the surgery done? I think I think after you're 26 you're not you're not on your um parents insurance anymore. So he said no. Yeah. And this was like December 2018. Mm. So I was like, damn, okay, well, like, so I have to get my own insurance then. So I started calling insurance companies and they're like, well, you can't enroll until, I think, I think they said until November of next year. Mm. So I'm thinking in my head, like, wow. So am I going to sit here for an entire year and not do anything artistically? Yeah. Like, I'm going to go insane. So, 
whatever. I had to sit down. So um, auditions for TV and camera were out. So I I texted my manager. I was like, hey, what about what about voice acting? You know, like mm-hmm. I feel like we should try that at least. And she was like, yeah. So she got me a voiceover agent. And I was sending in like uh, auditions for that. But it still wasn't fulfilling enough for me. So there are times, as you know, I get frustrated. I just sit at home like, like, why? Why is this happening right now? I don't understand why I have to go through this. But then I was like, you know, maybe later on in life. Yeah. I'll understand why. So whatever. I sat for that entire year. And then February 2020, I, I got, got the surgery done. And then... I um I think uh, two weeks after I had an audition for for Power, oh. for Raising Canaan, so I went in there. I was actually supposed to audition for the role that my one of my friends got. His name's AJ. He was born ready, but they said that was just the one episode. Okay. And so my manager was like, "Hey, you know, like I know you're going in for this role, but then oh, there's one another." Episode. Wait, yeah. sorry. I feel like I know the guy. Do you know him? No, no, the guy that. No, 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 not his role, not his role. All right, cool. This, this was the episode we watched um, yesterday. That was episode two. So, oh. episode one, one of my friends, he's called right, AJ. Right. He played a character co- called Born Ready. Yeah. Initially, I was supposed to go audition for that role, and then I was like, okay, well, I learned the lines. It was just, I think it was just one sentence I had to say. So right. like, this is this is easy, and then I think a couple of hours. Um, later, my manager sends me a text. She's like, hey, like, I know you said you're, I know we said go for this role. Like, this is what they want you to come read for. But you should read for this other role. Like, the character's name is Symphony. And Symphony is the character that Kanan's mom is hooking up with. Right. Yeah, so I was like, <gasps> I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know what, like. Definitely. I was like, you know what's funny for me though? <laughs> because that's the character that had the intense sex. Yes, yes, right? yes, 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 yes. I, I yes. can't imagine your mom wishing <laughs> that. But like, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, oh yeah, definitely. I'll go, I'll go in and read for that. But then my manager was like, you know, I don't want I don't want them to get mad because they said they want you to come read for this. Right. And then I was like, you know what? Just I'm just gonna go in there and act like I'm reading for Symphony. Like they they have it confused. I'm not I'm not confused. <laughs> <laughs> So I go in to the audition, and they're like, you're reading for the character Born Ready, right? I was like, no, no, I'm reading for Symphony. And they were like, Symphony, really? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so she gave me a look like, mm, like, okay, whatever. So Yeah. But then I read for the part, and then... But did you know that Symphony had like a sex scene? No, I didn't. I didn't know. Okay, I didn't know. I, didn't know. I, I will do sex scenes. I'm not against sex scenes. Yeah. I'm against below-the-waist nudity. Okay. That's all I'm against. Yeah, but like in that episode, it was below the waist. Was it? For yes. Th- was yes. For him? Yes. With him and Kanan's mom. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, it was like a full thing. Okay, I didn't notice. Wait, sorry, I, didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice. So, um, I read for that character and a manager called me. She's like, how did it go? I was like, oh, I think it went really well. You know, right. I think it went great. And then I didn't hear anything for for two weeks. And they were like, you know what, we're going to offer Stefan the role of Lil Rob, but we want him to come in and read read for it. Okay. So I was like, oh, shit, you know, like, okay. So I went in, I read for the, I read for the part, and then 
I didn't hear anything for like a week. I was like, you know what? This is so crazy. You know, I I, <laughs> I felt really good about the audition, but then yeah. I say to myself, like, as long as I go in there and do a good job and leave my mark, they'll always remember me. You know, right. so they'll call, maybe they'll call me in for something else. Yeah. So I remember I was at the gym. March 6th is Ghana's Independence Day. <laughs> and then I think my phone was ringing back to back to back to back. And my manager was calling me, right? And I kept trying to talk to her like it wasn't connecting. Yeah. And then my manager sent me a text. She was like, you booked it. Like, they want you for Lil Rob. And then I was at the gym. I just put the weights down. Uh. And I just went to go sit on one of the chairs. And then and I was just crying. Oh. I was just crying at the gym. People were walking past looking at me like I didn't care what they thought. And then so I called um, called my mom and called my sister. I was telling them, like, yo, like, I, they gave me the part, man. After an entire year, you know, just wow. sitting down. Like, well, this is my first audition. And then, boom. Man. So. Did they get the gravity of it, though, your mom and your sister? Did yes, they, understand? they knew. They knew. It was a big thing. They knew how frustrated I was. I used yeah. to tell them. And then, yeah, so, like... But I knew Power was a big series as well. Yes, yeah, so I knew Power was a big... I knew a lot of people loved Power. Yeah, yeah. As well, so... I hadn't seen any of it. I still haven't seen any of it. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, like, I would tell... I told my friends, and they were all excited, you know, so... I went to my first ever table read. I'd never been invited to a table read. I did Chicago Fire. I did Luke Cage. And they, didn't, they, didn't, yeah. they didn't care to invite me, which is fine. I still did what was important. So... I go to a table read, and then... What happens as a table read? Table read is when we, as a cast, we read the episode together. Mm. So everyone's reading their characters' lines, and whatever. So I'm there, and then I see... I'm going up the stairs. I see Omar Epps. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's on the side. He's, like, going over his lines, doing his own thing. So yeah. it's like, okay, I'm not going to bother him. So I go inside into the room, and it's like a, this huge uh, table. There's a lot of food there, and yeah. everyone has the, the scripts. I was thinking to myself, wow. Like, I'm really here. Like, this is crazy. And I saw Joey Badass. Okay. Um, he's a rapper in the States. Yeah, that's so, why I don't know him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone doesn't listen to rap, so he yeah, doesn't know who Joey Badass is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I saw him as well, and then... Whatever I get, I get some food. Uh, I don't like eating in public, yeah. You know because I feel like everyone's watching how I'm eating. So Jesus Christ, the food is so good, and I'm like, oh, I can't eat this food. How I really want to eat it. <laughs> so whatever, the, produ- the producers were there, um, writers, the writers of the show were there. So we were all going around just saying our names, what characters we were playing. Right. So after that, we read the the episode. We read we read the. Um, the whole of episode one and two, and so after that, I um, I went to, you know, I was saying bye to everybody, like, oh, so see you on the day, whatever. And I made my way to Omar Epps, and I was like, yo, Ooh. oh, you'll see you on the day, bro. So he dapped me up, and I was like, damn, <laughs> what a moment, you know. <laughs> and then I think we're supposed to film in like a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then this whole thing with COVID, you know, the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty recent. I, I keep Yeah, I saw yeah. they were shutting down a lot of shows. And I was like, oh, I really hope they don't shut down Raising Canaan. And then I just got the email. 
from my agent. Sorry, as well, I after I booked Power, like I think a couple of days after, my manager got me these really great agents. Okay. In New York, they're they're a huge deal, and um. So that was it jurisdictional, so like you can't have an agent for. No, 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 no. They they submit me for stuff in L.A. as well. Okay. So like L.A., Atlanta, everywhere. Okay. But they're just. I think they're more prominent in New York. Okay. Okay. So. That had nothing to do with me booking power. Yeah. So um, my manager got me a meeting with them. I spoke to them, whatever, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Signed that line. So I was just like, it was just a bunch of like blessings that kept rolling after after right. my surgery. So whatever, long story short, they shut down production. They're like, we're not, they're not going to do it. Because, you know, this whole thing is yeah. crazy. So I had to sit for, there were no, there were no auditions coming in either. Yeah. Because everything is shut down. Yeah. So from March till November, I had to sit again. And now I got the the email from my agents and my manager like, oh, they wouldn't, they're gearing back up to shoot. And I was like, oh, shit. But whatever. I put on a lot of weight because I was just home, <laughs> just eating, you know. Gyms were closed. I didn't want to work yeah. out at home. So whatever. I go. I film for power. For episode two, which we just watched in November. So that was in November. That was in November. And you came home in December. Yes. Yes. That's yes. insane. Yeah. So because they didn't want me, they didn't want me back until episode six. Yeah. Which was filming in February. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. No, I'm actually just shocked because then by December when you came. Yeah. That's when I already found out that you were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because of your power. Yeah. Like, uh, I was so surprised when you found out about that. I was like, oh, what? How, how do you know that? Bro, I just kept digging. Yeah, I'm like, I just yeah. need to find everything possible. Yeah, yeah. But that was surreal. So that's like present now. Yeah. Has that been the biggest thing you've worked on so far? Without a doubt. Without 100% without a doubt. Like, right. the absolute biggest. So you know when you went for these table um, reads? Okay, well, you went for the table read for power. Yeah. And you met these fantastic guys, Omar yeah. Epps yeah. and oh, I know Joey Badass. I swear I know Joey. Okay, Badass. Yeah, cool, <laughs> cool vibe. But uh-huh. yeah, you saw all these guys, right? Yeah. Is there a thing like? Um, I'm just wondering, like how how does one progress in such an industry? Because for most other industries, you have some sort of mentorship, right? Yeah. So like, I meet one guy, phenomenal guy. It's like, oh yeah, good. I see that you want to be a lawyer. I can help you this way, this way, this way. Yeah. Is it like that? Like you met somebody like Omar? Um, is it possible to build such a relationship that I he's mean, like a mentor? Uh, for me, not not really. I mean, you you meet actors that give you advice on yeah on what to do, but there's no one like that's really like a mentor, right? So that's when I like when I started my acting career. I think uh, like a year, two years after my my step my stepdad sent me a book called The Secret, right. And I already hated everything that had to do with reading because of school and whatever. Yeah. So my stepdad was telling me, read this book, read this book, read this book, read this book. I was like, yeah, I'll read it. I will. And I think after like six months, he asked me if I read the book. I said no. So he told me a story. He was like, he had a friend that wanted to be a doctor, right? Right. So he said after his friend read the book, not only is he a doctor, but he owns two hospitals. My stepdad doesn't bullshit me. He wouldn't He wouldn't just tell me something just to tell me. Yeah. So I was like, what? I was like, okay, you know what? Let me read this book and see what it's about. Yeah. So I read the book, 
And I was like, after every chapter, I was just like, wow. Wow, you know, wow. It just mm. felt... It's basically about the law of attraction. I don't know if you know about it. It's like basically... I just know what it looks like. I haven't read it. Okay, though, but please. Yeah. Yeah. Safu, please. I will <laughs> read this I book. I will read it. So, it was... Everything that the book was saying was just making sense to me. Yeah. You know? I've, and after I was done, I just felt so liberated mentally. You know, I felt yeah. like it opened a, a whole new world for me. Yeah. So I was telling all my friends and family, like, bro, you need to read this book. Because after I read the book, I, I cried, bro. Like, I, I was like, wow. Is that good? Because, yeah, it was like, it just made sense to me. Okay. Everything that it was talking about, I was like, wow. Like, I couldn't believe I used to think this way. And now that book really informed my thinking. So yeah. after that, I started reading a lot of self-improvement books. And that's, that's where I get my yeah. mentorship from. Reading books about, you know, like But Step Dad um, seems like a really special He's yeah, he's a he's a great like guy. A and he's guy. always trying to help me and um put me on and Yeah. Trying to connect me to these different people. You have a good family. You should like it's such an underrated blessing. Yes, yes. That's yes. like not everybody has that. Yeah. So that's a special And thing. I'm super super grateful for them. Yeah. Know. And um So that's what it looks like now? Yeah. What does the future look like? For you. For me? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't really I don't really want to say what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Because I feel like talk is cheap. I mean, we're all watching me, yeah. so let's just keep watching me and then <laughs> we'll we'll see what I do. <laughs> you know, so I'm very I'm very excited, you know. That I know like after power is gonna open a lot more doors and then to the next it's gonna open doors yeah. to the next one and then to the next one and then to the next Do you one. Ever think about the fact that fame is fleeting? And I ask this because I mean when I was growing up, it was the names were totally different. Yeah. I mean just a few people that have been around for so long that mm -hmm. we still really celebrate for yeah. night, like someone L. Jackson, mm -hmm. you know. But for most people, it's like they have an Everybody has an era, and then it just even in music and just sort of like dissipates. Yeah, do you get it? Are you do you ever think about that? No, I mean I don't. I feel like the fame. Like I want to work to a point where it's like it doesn't matter if I'm in the biggest movie or the biggest show or not because I've I've done done so many projects that have been well received and respected yeah. that. Like Will Smith, it will always be. Yeah, you can never take anything away yeah. from Will Smith. So that's 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 what I want. Um, so like, I don't I don't care if I'm not as known to the younger people and stuff. Yeah, I'm still respected am amongst my peers. So that's that's all that's that. Good. That's all that matters. <laughs> that's lovely. Yeah. Anyway, I've asked you this question before. I feel like I'm gonna ask you again. Ask me again. I feel like the names are going to be different, but I'll just give it a try. Okay. So it won't be different. I actually know what you're gonna ask. Wait, what am I gonna ask? <laughs> what am I my, going? My to top ask? five, my top five actors, right? Is that what you're gonna yeah. ask? They, they will not be different. I will tell you again. Okay, tell me. Denzel Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Denzel Washington is amazing, amazing. Mm. So he's number one. Denzel Washington, Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay. Dylan O'Brien from Maze, the Maze Runner movies. Okay. Um, John Bernthal, he played the Punisher. Okay. And then he played Shane on The Walking Dead. And then who else? Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad. Right. 
He is top notch, man. See, I don't have a problem with any of the native mentioned. But Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so crazy to me, you know, like and that's 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 what I tell people about when they're pursuing something in the art yeah. world. Like, don't don't listen to anyone's opinion because Fair. someone could say like you're absolutely brilliant, and somebody would be like, you know, I just don't see it. I don't yeah. think you have it. You know, so <laughs> I do not not think he's amazing. Yeah, I think he's great at what he does. Yeah, but I feel like he plays the same kind of roles. Mm, nah, I mean, but I mean, as compared to somebody like Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. That's I see. Phenomenal. I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, but you know what? With Denzel, like, I feel like. He 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 doesn't just get the job done. Like he he overachieves when he's performing. That's why I can see like you're saying he doesn't really change. Yeah, really. But he when he when he's doing the job, like my eyes are glued to the screen. Right. I'm just like damn, this guy. Like, but it's good. It's good. Yeah, we have good examples to look up to. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think it's it would have been much more difficult if you were like the first black man trying to do this. Yeah, you but know, yeah, that's why I'm grateful that examples. I have, you know, yeah. people that have come before me and trailblazed. Can, but that's amazing. Like, yeah. I'm excited that you, this is the first podcast you've been on TS. Yes, yes. Oh, okay, yes. great. Yes, yes. The first and the absolute best. Yeah, I don't so think anything's going to yeah, top Yeah, bro. No, no definitely, 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 definitely. <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm excited that you have done this. Yeah. I'm just excited for the future. So yesterday you had uh, watch party. Yes, for the first and second episodes of oh yeah, Power Book Canaan. Three, mm-hmm. Raising Canaan, and that was special. Definitely, it was like it was an intimate thing. I thought that was super special, yeah. reconnecting with some of our mates from SOS. Yeah, and like everybody's just on the right on the right path. Yeah, you know? definitely. I'm excited about your future. Like I'm excited that some few years to come. People will just be scampering for an interview. Yeah, yeah, and then and they're going to come here. That's my podcast. That's all right. <laughs> That's yeah. fair. You know, you know what's crazy about the the watch party? Like, yeah, I had I had somebody send me um, a video of 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 what my scene was like. Yeah, you know, because I was I was asleep and they were up. So I woke up in the morning. I looked at the scene. And I was like, man. I absolutely fucking hate this scene. What? I didn't like how the words came out of my mouth, like how I g- gave the line. So the whole morning I was like, I was saying to my sister, I was like, let's cancel the watch party. Let's cancel it. No. Seriously. I was like, let's cancel this shit because I cannot sit here and watch this with with everyone, you know? And then she was like, just relax, you know? Like, it's, it, we've already told everybody, like, it's going to be weird. So I was like, okay, let me let me watch the scene again. So I watched it a couple more times. I was like, you know what? I guess, I guess it's okay. <laughs> it's not it's not it's not as bad as I as I thought. So, but you usually watch um, your scenes for like Chicago, Chicago Fire. Yes, yes, um, yes. I definitely always watch. I always want to watch it. And you're and you're okay with it? Like with yeah, all these I was, other scenes. Yeah, I was I was I was I was very very okay with Chicago Fire. Yeah, and um. I think my proudest moment um, until episode seven of, <laughs> <laughs> of Raising Canaan comes out. I think on episode eight of Luke Cage, my little performance I did there with like the Jamaican accent. Oh, I like, right. I, that's my absolute proudest. You always have to learn those accents yourself or you have 
No, like, I, too tough like for, for that. that role, they were not going to give me a dialect coach, so I had to learn it myself. Wow. Yeah, so. Does so the yeah. job look creative? Tell me about it. I don't know. I never asked. What's look creative? It's the whole job. I'm an idiot, guys. So I don't know <laughs> what, what that means. What does look creative mean? Do you make a lot of money from what you do? I do not make a lot of money. I make an okay amount of money for pay your standards. That's pay your standards. I mean, I, I guess, I guess, per my standards. Yeah, cool. I mean, because I'm still, I'm still trying to get my name out there, and right. I guess the roles that I'm doing. It's it's not you're not gonna I'm not gonna get the type of pay that I want. Like if I was a series regular yeah. on Raising Canaan, then I would have I would be looking at like an amount that I feel like I d- deserve. But how many episodes on um Raising Canaan? I mean the first season? Ten episodes. Ten. Yeah. And you appear in five. episode five. Yeah. Yeah, that's not regular. So no, who's it's, a regular? It's just reoccurring. So like regular is like a person that appears in every episode. Like okay. Kanan, Kanan's mom, Kanan's mom. Yeah, yeah. Every, those are series regulars. Right. Yeah. Right. So so it was the pay. I, the pay I have now is okay. And then like with um, I mean you don't have to go back to the waiting anymore. No, no yeah, waiting no. table. So that's yeah. good. So that's yeah. that's good. That that's that's a plus. Uh, with power coming out, I can negotiate for a higher pay after it's out. Like for the next job, it's like, okay, okay like if we're gonna do this, if it's not a series regular or a lead in the film, yeah. If I'm, if you want me, like, then we, you're gonna have to pay me X amount right. of money. So the contract is used for the whole, for the entire period you'll be appearing, or you negotiate the contract season by season. No, no, I mean, yeah, it's, it's season, it's season by season. Okay, season by season. So. Okay. For the next season, I'm going to have to renegotiate another contract as well. Do you write? Do you produce? I don't write. I want to produce. I will produce. Right. I feel like that's where everybody who wants to retire from acting ends up. Like, yeah, I'm no, a bit, y- so let me start even, producing. Even, even with me, like, I want to produce and keep acting. Like, okay. you know, like, um, who's who's this guy that produces and puts himself in his own movies? Michael E. Jordan does it. Like, okay. he did it with um, Just Mercy. Okay. He produced that, and then... This one other movie that came out recently, the the Tom Clancy one, I don't remember the oh, name. Without remorse, yeah, without remorse, yeah. So that's another reason why I'd, I'd love to become a producer, so I can put myself in my own. Let me tell you about uh, one of my dream roles I want to play. Ooh, tell me. I want to play Kwame Nkrumah in like a limited series. Bro, you don't have the hairline for it. Bro, I'll cut my yeah. hair crazy <laughs> to match the hairline. You know, like I really want to play him soon. The steps he took to um, get Ghana there were well, right. our independence. So I guess, I guess that's it. Why? That's Why do you play that role? Because how how important he is to Ghana, and it would be such okay. an honor to to play that guy and see like. The backstory of how you know he came to do what he did because not everyone loves to read about stuff and yeah. some people just like to watch like myself yeah. <laughs> and see. <laughs> no, that's fair. What's going on? What's going on? So, yeah. what does your family say now? Like, you know, all those uncles and aunties that used to call. Oh, you what's know, it doesn't work con- out. Congratulations! I'm so 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 proud of you. <laughs> what else? You, there's nothing else you can say. You know, like, is there anybody that goes like, I always knew you could make it. No, no, no. At least they're honest. I think they uh, they respect me enough. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say, that. yeah, yeah. So but I thought it was surreal. Like yesterday, yeah. Like with your mom, I just kept looking at your mom. 
Like, yeah. I mean, we're having fun. It yeah. was like a, I thought it was a spiritual moment. Yeah, that's how it felt for me. Yeah, that, you honestly, that is how I feel. I'm like, because, wow. Yeah, because that moment was just really small, yeah. you know, but when you guys all were there and then I came on, on, on the screen and you guys were all like yelling and I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know the highlight for me, right? What? Where we just kept watching the episode. And you're hiding up here, the hits. <laughs> and your mom just goes like, Stefan, what are <laughs> you <laughs> hearing? <laughs> I'm like, I that was so funny. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But this like excitement is like, man, yeah. she's worked so hard for it. She's cried so many times. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. You know, because she wasn't really okay with me pursuing acting in the beginning. Yeah. Too. She was like, it's just, it's the stereotypical Ghanaian. Yeah, you know, it comes from a good thing. place. You know, they it want the best for yeah. kids, but they just didn't see that as a possibility. Man, so. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I'm just trying to end this, but I don't know how to even yeah, end it yeah, anymore. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, like... <laughs> and Safo, I'm really happy for you as well. Like, this podcast... Okay, like, so no, this no, is no. where we end. Sh- no, 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 no. <laughs> so, I don't... I've, I'm sure for the people listening, you know this already, but Safo had, like, the number one podcast. Bro. Was it on I, Was it iTunes? Bro, I'm, why are we doing this, though? In Ghana, which is such a big deal, you know, so... Baby step. He didn't reach out to me for this interview. I reached out to him. Jesus Christ. I was like, Safo, like, you know, like, I don't know if you, if you have me. anything stupid. No, I'm no. setting this off. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I don't know if you have me, but, you know, I'd love to come on and and speak on your podcast. You know, and Safo took, like, maybe a week, you know, wow. to think about it if, wow. if I was worthy enough wow. to come join. Wow. <laughs> But no, seriously, congrats on on everything, and I feel like this podcast like helps a lot of people. Bro, you know, you're, like, you're not interviewing me on your podcast. No, I'm you're just, on my podcast. I know, no, bro. Yes, that's it. Thank I just, you. I just want to congratulate no, you. No, no, this is about you. This moment is about you. Okay, right. But this so, is also a really big no, deal. no, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, so thank yeah. you, Stefan. Stefan. I'm never guessing about the fact that we used to call you Stefan. Yeah, I know. Look, because this this is a story about that. So when I when I went to the states, yeah, I was they were asking, "What's your name?" I used to say Stefan. My name yeah. is Stefan, Stefan, Stefan. Yeah. And people just ignored it and started calling me Stefan. And then at <laughs> the point I was like, you know what? Stefan sounds sexy. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna adapt the Stefan. What's name. your full name though? Stefan Holbrook. Those are your only names. Stop lying. No, I mean my middle name is Because you're fancy, right? I am fancy. Yeah, there's no way you have just two um, names. Okay, my on paper my name is Stefan Jojo. Oh, I can't yeah. even hear that. But my other name is also Quaja. Quaja. Uh, yeah, Quaja. Right. He named me after his grandmother. After my my dad named me after his grandmother. Right. Yeah. And she was she was called. Actually, I might have that story twisted. It <laughs> might be after his mom, not his <laughs> grandmother. So yeah. Are both parents fancy? Yes. Okay. My dad's from Cape Coast and my mom's from Sweden. Right. Yeah. Right. It's been good having you on set, yeah, Stefan. I don't want this to end. Yeah, like, but damn. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for having thank me. Thank you, so. bro. It's been special. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. If you are listening to this, we don't give up over here. And Stefan's life is a good example of that. A life filled with so much hope. Rudy Francisco puts it this way. I hope I haven't already driven past my greatest moments. I hope there's something beautiful on the horizon that's just as impatient as I am. Something so eager 
it wants to meet me halfway. A moment that is diligently staring at its watch, trembling with nervousness, frustrated, and bursting at the seams, wondering what's taking me so long to arrive. Thank you again for listening to the Conversations in the Dark podcast. Kindly read this podcast. It helps. And connect with us on Instagram on the account Conversations in the Dark Pod. And always remember, in a world where you can be anything, be kind.